0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, for my next guest, uh, we bring in a graduate of North Carolina State and a current model. Uh, very excited to have her on. Uh, we actually had Penny, uh, who, who's, who's kind of done her uh, research. She's gone out and kind of grabbed us some guests here. So I'm very excited to have Ari Chambers on with us. How are you, Ari? I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Thank well, you for we, we Absolutely. We appreciate it. And, you know, I'm sorry that this had to uh, follow up your, your Snoop Dogg uh, interview, you know, you go from, from kind of the big leagues to, to Little All Us, but uh, again, we, we appreciate you giving us the opportunity and, and just being here with us to kind of tell your story.
1: No, 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 Little Us is covering the WNBA, so that's good in my book.
0: Well, we appreciate that. I guess we'll get right, right to business. Um, obviously, like I said, you're, you're a current model, you've kind of got your own things going on, um, you also, uh, you know, you, had, you We're at Harvard Business School, University of Oxford. Um, mm-hmm. With all that being said, being in the industry, kind of where you're at, how did it all start for you? Or, I mean, I guess just, just give us, you know, how you got into this.
1: Okay, so yeah, I was a cheerleader at NC State. Cheerleading's always been my passion. And I moved up to New York for modeling. And I ended up cheering in the NBA, NHL, and WNBA. And nice. through that, um, a lot of my friends play in the WNBA, and I just, they didn't have coverage. And so I was like, there's nothing stopping me from talking to my friends and putting it on YouTube. And that's what I did. So whenever they were coming in town, when they played the WNBA games in the summertime, I'd go to their hotel and record interviews and then just post them. And then Howard Megdal basically found me and uh, allowed me to write to get my credibility up in the actual analytical standpoint of women's basketball. And that, combined with my uh, on-camera experience, led me to have a job in in sports. So
0: that's beautiful. Nice. Yes, which is which. Uh, with our small company, we've got about 80 writers, and mm-hmm. a handful. A handful of them are women, and, and that's something that uh, it's very easy for me to say and very cliche. But but it is. It's it's very important for, for women to get into the, the sports world to to be that. Uh, essentially, face or just be very active because you know for for such a long time, you know not to get into everything, but you know how how it was based off the the workforce and stuff like that. So it's very important to us to have these people. Again, I keep mentioning Petty Penny, but she's she's very important for what we do. She's our editor. She she does a lot of things, and I think she really uh, saw you and kind of looked up to you. And she looks up to a lot of women in the WNBA. So it's awesome that we have kind of your voice here and, and kind of your backstory because we have. Uh, essentially, we are growing. We're not to where we want to be, but we're kind of a stepping stone for those bigger companies that maybe, hey, we can put put somebody's work out there. They see it, and maybe they get that opportunity before we get too big to to kind of take that next step. And that, that's kind of what we're trying to do. So, so it's nice with with the WNBA uh, that we have this this community that we started on Twitter. Um, you're a big supporter uh, of the WNBA. Uh, you know, obviously, there, there's a a lot of news in the WNBA right now with yeah. uh, Bernie Griner and all that stuff. Um, you know, not to jump right into it, but your take on all that? Uh, how do you feel? I guess I just I actually just watched the, the Holly Rowe interview with her today mm-hmm. that you had posted, and uh, you know, I, I don't know the ins and outs of WNBA. You're going to know that better than I. But mm-hmm. it, it, it comes down to a lot of the things with equal pay we hear. But it, it, what, what is saying essentially, she can go overseas and make seven figures. You know and she's doing this because she loves it in the United States but she doesn't feel that you know she's valued or you know she's you know she's underpaid so could that be kind of the boiling point to what we saw on the court you know Uh, Well, before before we jump
1: back in that, I think that we should acknowledge the fact that there are women in the sports space, and it's super important for women to support other women's sports. A lot of times they want to jump into the NBA, the NFL, and that's okay. You can do that. You can show that you can be a face and a voice um, in a male-dominated situation, but it's important to not neglect the women in the process of doing that. And then that all trickles down to support viewership (laughs) and attendance, and that's why... The pay disparity is what it is right now, yeah. um, but what they're fighting for is equity, not equality, so they just want the same percentage of revenue as the men, but at the end of the day, the facts are the facts with the numbers, and the WNBA, you know, you start out with 40000 and you the max salary, I believe, is $116,000, and so what Brittany is saying is she can make up to seven figures overseas, and and... So it, it kind of questions the incentive of playing in the WNBA because it's mm-hmm. so lowly compensated. It's during the summertime, and, you know, sometimes you don't want to play year-round, and then, like, why would you put your body through all this when, it, when you're not getting compensated properly? You're not even being respected by the refs. That's what Brittany's saying. But I don't think the fight um, necessarily is because of this pay disparity. I think that the fight was tensions and basically lopsidedness of calling on the refs. I don't want to put that on the refs because they do have yeah. a hard job in it. Like nature of the
0: sport, obviously, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, obviously. And then you you got to realize, like, you take it back to NBA in the 90s. It was like, no, like, if you're passionate about something, you're going to fight for it. You're going to really, you know, leave your heart on the line in the game. But in this particular instance, I think it was officiating to let it get to that point to let it escalate to that point and I, d- I don't think that that's fair to put in a direct correlation to pay which is prompting that I think it's just it's, it's a matter of the aggression just got a little too much and Brittany can only take so much And you know her and Liz Cambage they often speak out about how much the bigs have to endure mm-hmm. and they can't keep getting slapped around and, and it, I think it was to Brittany's boiling point and when she was provoked it, it just went off to the deep end, and she's already apologized for that, and I don't want people to look at it and be like, oh, the only thing I hear about from the NBA, uh, the WNBA is the pay disparity and, and these wild fights and all these charges, because we're so much more than that, and Brittany knows that, and she's already apologized, so I want the public to forgive her for that because, you know,
0: they're human, too. They're human, too. Absolutely, so. and, and that's... The good thing with that, uh, if if you guys haven't seen it, go ahead and check it out. Holly Rose interview. Uh, Ari has it posted on her Twitter as well. Um, but it, it it goes into that. Uh, Brittany talks about that, and and I shouldn't I, I shouldn't say that. Do you think that's where that stemmed from? Because I didn't mean it that way. Because mm-hmm. obviously that's the la- when you're when you're in the heat of the battle, that's the last thing you're thinking about. You're doing it because you love the game. So so it definitely. Um, you know, like you're saying, the disparity between the two. Um, the WNBA, they went from you know, this many teams to this, and, and how long? I don't, I'm not even sure exactly. This tells you how much I know they've been around, but I don't even know how many how many years they've been around. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you've got you know these these public figures now, like Cheryl Swoops and and others mm-hmm. that are that are still very highly touted in in whether it be the media and stuff like that. You know, like you said that. These women are, are putting their heart out there uh, there's a lot that goes into it they they 're competitive just like males and you 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 kind of base or, i mean you kind of compared it to like how it was in the NBA in the 90s, you know 80s and 90s even you know the the type of play is totally different even into the NBA today so so there's a lot behind it and, and it's nice to to really see that support um, from women and men you know in mm-hmm. those other leagues uh, I think the biggest uh, you know, I guess the biggest debate that I see is people say it's not as entertaining or, you know, as enjoyable as the NBA. Well, I mean, I guess it's from what standpoint you're looking at it because, I mean, I can turn it on. You know, these girls, they have me out there, these girls are going to beat me. You know, I'm not, I'm not too tough to sit here and tell you that a girl's better than me, especially a professional athlete.
1: Yeah, I don't have a problem with people having preferences because Preferably, I don't care if I ever watch an NBA game. I just, NBA doesn't excite me. I think it's chaotic, but I'm not (laughs) going to go online and spew hate at it. Do you know what I mean? Like, everybody has a preference. Like, I love WNBA, I love gymnastics, and I love randomly watching swimming, right? Not everybody's going to love that. I love cheerleading. But I'm not going on there and saying this isn't basketball. I think that there are some weird people out there that equate basketball to dunking, and that's just an element of it. And they want so badly the women to dunk, but I don't think we should glorify dunks like that to the point where we try to add it to the women's game because that's yeah. not the game that they play. It's, it's just not. It's just not like... That's why, I mean, we get excited when they do dunk. It is entertaining, but it's not the the premise of the game. And people who only look for dunks in basketball, they're not true basketball fans. They should just go to an All-Star game and watch the dunk contest. And that's so true. it's just like... You don't have to love the WNBA, but I just wish that people would remove so much of the hate because it reads this misogyny and reads this ridiculousness. You can have a preference, just, just, you know, save the hatred for another time,
0: you know. Absolutely. Well said. I like it. Um, you know, I, I guess my next kind of kind of transitioning, again, you know, this it all kind of evolves around WNBA because that's that's where we really kind of introduced ourselves to or we've really found you, obviously, as well. I mean, you're, you're more than just WNBA, but, but another appealing factor is you started off like you you gave us your backstory, how you did it, how mm-hmm. you got in, how you were found. So with, with our company kind of being a little over a year old, what advice maybe do you have to a young writer or somebody that thinks, you know, I really like to write, I, I really enjoy, I think I have good things, but, I mean... I think so many people just want to do this and think they're going to get paid immediately. What advice mm-hmm. do you have to them to, to really stick it out or, 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 you know, what, I guess, just advice that you'd have to, to really make it to where they want to be? I'm not going to falsely lead
1: a writer to think that they're going to be making, you know, six figures, you know. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of writers write off of passion, and that's what is for anything. You should work off of passion because then it feels like you're never working. If you feel like you want to spend spread a story, tell a story, um, do things with athletics, sports, whatever it may be, just do it because you love it. And then that way it will pay off in other ways that you can never imagine. I actually used to pay to cover the WNBA. I, I really? spent about, like, 5000 a year trying to cover them. But it ended up paying up, off for me because I built a brand around it and a bigger company and bit off of that. But it's just you have to do things for yourself until people buy into it. And you can't wait for, if you want to do broadcast, you can't wait for a network to pick you up. You have your iPhone and you have access to the Internet. That's enough. Learn the rest, you know. (laughs) I come from a generation where you research things. We didn't have all this, like, you know, easily available at our fingertips. We had to actually research and do the work. You have to do the work. It's just one thing to put a random story out there. But do the work. Go that extra mile in order to make your voice stronger, your story unique. Tell a story that nobody else can tell. See, like, when I first started, nobody was thinking about going into locker rooms with phones and recording interviews. It just wasn't a thing because, like, first of all, the WNBA didn't have press like that. And second of all, it was mainly just writers or broadcasters. I was like, I want to tell my friends' stories. So I have developed a niche into doing personality pieces on players like my whole goal is to be the Oprah of the WNBA I just want to tell yeah. their stories and like I I look at Holly Rowe interviews and I'm like yes I looked at what Carrie Champion did with Candace Parker and I was like yes I look at LaChina Robinson's relationships with everybody and I'm like yes so I'm modeling that and adding my own spin to it to create my own path which makes me unique which makes a crowd draw to me uniquely for that and so Absolutely. that's what you have to do. You have to establish what you want to do, do it in, in a different way, and look, know who your inspirations are. Take notes, study, 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 and research and
0: figure it out. Yeah. So the, the nice thing for you is, like you said, a lot of the, the actual players are your friends. So, so you have that relationship where it's, it's easy for you. It may be not even easy, but in, in certain situations it may be easier for you to, to have those conversations or just ask them questions. But when you say... When you, I mean, like I said, I, I touched earlier on Snoop Dogg. You had the opportunity to talk to him. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. uh, I don't know other big-name people that you've uh, been able to interview, but when you are, like you said, prepping for these interviews, doing the research, you know, what what goes into it, and when you finally get there, you know, I, I know just from my standpoint, you know, I had uh, Dan Orlowski from ESPN on, on a couple months ago uh, to the opportunity to talk to you, I talked to a, uh, a college ba- or a college softball player a couple months ago. Uh, Danielle Gibson for Arkansas, she hit four home runs mm-hmm. in one game. You know, oh, things shoot. like these yeah. are very uh, to me. I get excited. Uh, I'm just you know just a little old guy from Ohio trying to get this company off the ground. You've got a mm-hmm. little you know better backing, but still, I'm sure there's a lot that goes into it. And and I mean, I would assume you still get butterflies here and there thinking about who you're <laughs> going to talk to, what you do, and how do you kind of tackle that?
1: I, I think it's best to realize that everybody you talk to is human, too. Uh, relatability goes way farther than you can ever imagine. I don't like to necessarily prep for my interviews, which okay. sounds crazy, and it's completely, like, out of the box, <laughs> but I... Um, for players. I always study the WNBA. I enjoy consuming it. So uh, it's for the past 20-something years, since its inception, I've watched it. So I naturally know things about players, stats about players that you know normally somebody who's just coming in wouldn't. But with Snoop, I knew that he was a chill guy. I knew exactly <laughs> how to talk to him because I relate to that chillness. And you just have to find that relatability point so you're The person you're talking to feels really comfortable, and you feel comfortable. It should never be like you're drilling questions down their throat. It should be conversational. If it needs to be reportive, make it reportive, but make the just make your subject feel at ease. That's that's my my biggest suggestion to somebody. And also, if you don't know the game as as well as you you know would another subject, study it. Study the way Mm -hmm. they play. Like study their little nuances on the court and off the court. Um, Watch film watch past interviews, just see how they react to certain things. I know that, like, I've seen Liz freak out, not freak out, but I've seen Liz not be too happy with the reporter who asked about her height. Why would you do that in the first place? I don't know, but whatever. And so (laughs) I know, like, what she would be more sensitive to or what she doesn't like. And so when I'm talking to Liz Cambage, I'm not like, wow, you're tall. No, that's first of all, that's weird. But, like, you have to know these things and what makes your people tick. And that's what I would suggest.
0: A, a young reporter out there. Well, I think that goes a long way. My myself, I, I always joke with everybody that uh, that uh, is a big part of what we do. That by no means am I a uh, a podcast personality. I, I do it more <laughs> because I really enjoy talking to people. That's my thing. I'm very outgoing. But I, I, I mean, I would be lying if you know. There's times that I get on here and say, "Man, I," you know, I can count how many times I say "um" during an interview, or or yeah. you know, just the nerves and stuff. And it's just because you know. I it's the same thing. It's conversation. I don't. I've got maybe some bullet points that I want to touch on, and I kind of jump all over. But I don't ever want to just like you said, drill it home. Just make sure I hit all these questions and, and make it because I, it should be more of an an open thing and, and kind of to, to talk about what you said. You know, uh, I, I was watching you know at WNBA checking that stuff out. But usually, what I like to do, and, and not to take away from anything, but uh, what I like to do is essentially. You know, if I'm interviewing somebody that is definitely going to know more than me, I'm going to leave that open-ended question for them, you know, to mm-hmm. talk about because they know what they're talking about. I don't want to look like a dummy, so. But, but, <laughs> Everybody but, has
1: their, uh, their own way of doing things, and that's a But, terrible, but, but yeah, no, yeah,
0: no, no, I just, that that's what uh, I think it means the most to us to, to have you on to talk because you, you came from, you know, the, the beginning to, to where you're at now. You're doing what a lot of people Uh, really want to do, especially with our company, and for you to give us the opportunity, a little bit of time out of your day. I know uh, your day is probably hectic as it is, you know, with with what you're involved in, but uh, we appreciate that. That means a lot to us, and and we really hope to to keep providing content uh, for the WNBA and and be, you know, uh, a valid source because there's so many uh, companies that'll come out there that just want to report anything, like you said with the the grinder, and maybe the WNBA right now is in the news for all the wrong things. But uh, it it kind of makes you take a deeper look at the at the the I guess sport, and and you know hopefully really uh, I wouldn't say put it under a microscope, but it but it magnifies it, and hopefully more people really understand what these what these women go through. Uh, they're doing the same thing as NBA players. Uh, but, you know, like you said, the pay isn't there, and it's just hopefully it just puts it on a, on a bigger stage, and, and, you know, having people like you on board to, to talk to really helps out with that and, and really should hopefully motivate the rest of uh, the people that work with us. So,
1: Yeah, I'm just challenging people to just go out to a game, watch a game. It's available on Twitter if you don't have a network. If you do have, like, a network login, ESPN. CBS Sports Network, there are places to watch this game, follow them on Instagram WNBA, but just like fall in love with some of the players and so you can follow their game, it's just a matter of like connecting with them, or just falling in love with the game of th- that they play and yeah. so yeah, step outside the box, give it a chance, I promise it won't be a disappointment and if it's just not your thing, it's not your thing but please like, if you see hate, just, just ask people why like, why yeah. hate on the women so much
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, like I said, they're they're doing the same as the men. Uh, You know, it's just a different aspect. Well, I wouldn't even say different aspect. It's it's the same game. It's just you know the the way things work out, and and you know, it's just a lot of times it's in the media for the wrong things. That's why you know during basketball season uh, for the NBA, it's hard for me to watch the ESPN because no matter what LeBron does or what he's eating, it's on TV, and it's like. Nobody wants to see that. There's so much more in the sports world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and it's the same thing, you know. There's so much more in the WNBA. Why do we need to see, I wouldn't say the negative side, but that's what they're going to, it's just like. But why do people get off,
1: like why people like love so much to like put the women in a negative light. It just doesn't make sense. And so it's like a call out to the media, like what are you doing? Why is it the only time you pay attention?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And so that was kind of a question I was thinking of, like do you think that's bad for the game but then i was like you know that's not bad no. for the game because it happens but it's it's glorified because of it being the wnba if that happens i, I in think N- that NBA, all emotion you know. is yeah i think all
1: emotion is warranted i think that whatever happens on the court it happens on the court it's the game you can't just be like oh i'm just going to be a silent little woman running up and down this court yeah. no it doesn't make sense there are real emotions that's real like physical activity like emotions escalate and it is what it is But if that's the only thing that a publication is talking about in the whole season We've had such a great season And such like parity amongst teams that we haven't seen before Why is that the only story that's released? Yeah, Absolutely. it will get it's clickbait, but it's just like That's not the only thing you should be talking about in the WNBA
0: period So with you covering a, a lot of the WNBA and being involved in it How often are you traveling? Or is it just kind of when they're closer? Or is it just kind of whatever your schedule dictates?
1: No, it's whatever my schedule dictates. I go back and forth. I went to Vegas. I went to L.A. Like I went to Seattle. There, Just depending on when I can get to a game, I don't like to miss any New York games because mm-hmm. I'm right there. I'm in yeah. Manhattan, um, even though they're in what, Westchester. It's fine. Um, but, yeah, I get to as many games as, as I possibly can. My sweet spots are New York, Connecticut, and L.A., and because I'm, I'm a huge Sparks fan and I don't try to shy away from it. I will announce it to the my breath is out. <laughs> I think that journalism needs bias. I think that it, it adds fun to everything. Absolutely. To think that somebody can not be a fan just because they cover it is ridiculous. Um, so I I love the support whenever I go to Staples that the Sparks organization gives me and I give them back. It's reciprocal support. And it's just fun. It's just fun.
0: Oh, that's awesome, and that's kind of what it's all about. Um, again, I, I, I know you're busy. I said that. I'm I, I definitely going to cut it short here or cut it now because uh, I got a lot going on. I know you got a lot going on, but uh, mm-hmm. what I what I really like to do is uh, first, obviously, thank you for, for being on with us. I know I've thanked you, but, but truly, uh, people like you uh, coming on and giving a little company like us an opportunity to talk to, uh, that means that means the world to us. That means that maybe we're doing something right or, you know, you know hopefully... we're no, doing we...
1: everything right. Do not, do not downplay <laughs> you guys, okay?
0: So, so hopefully we, we can grow on that. But there is one question that uh, I love to ask everybody, no matter it's it's one of the guys that started the company with me or, or you know, a professional athlete or, 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 you know, someone like you of, of your stature, you know, um, the last question I like to ask everybody, and, and you know, I kind of get a kick out of this, is of all the movies, Disney movies you watch... Or have seen. Who would you say your favorite Disney princess is?
1: Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) She's not really a princess. Uh, Pocahontas. (laughs) I just, when I was growing up, that's all I had, and then Tiana came around. But, like, Pocahontas, I would go for that. I I should say, I'll take it. I should say The Little Mermaid, because technically I'm named after her. But, nah, definitely, (laughs) definitely Pocahontas.
0: I am. no. I, I love yeah. it, and, and, and I, I appreciate you uh, being a, a good interview and a, and a good time, and answering that question. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we definitely have a friend of the show, and we can talk to you more in the future. Of course, of uh, course, always you, open. Appreciate you following us, and, and again, thank you so much for for giving us the time.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely, thank you.